0: I'm going to introduce you to some folks that have done that and a whole lot more. All right, next on the Cascade Hiker Podcast, what's your name and where are you from?
1: Stephen Hoy and I'm from Vancouver, B.C.
0: Right on, man. Well, hey, I I just picked up a brand new book called 105 Hikes in and Around Southwestern British Columbia. Is that your book?
1: That is my book, unless someone else has the same name.
0: <laughs> I don't think so, man. Uh, well, hey, uh, can you kind of talk about uh, just just like an overview of the book? I, I, I if you know, it's a guidebook, right? Um, and and just in the short description there, can you maybe uh, elaborate a little bit on that?
1: Yeah, so 105 hikes in and around southwestern British Columbia is is the follow up to a book called the 103 Hikes in Southwestern BC. And that's kind of the longest-running hiking guide for the area around Vancouver, and it's a, it's a book that I grew up with when I was you know, in grade uh, eleven or so. The fourth edition of that book was kind of my my favorite of all kinds of books, and uh, so yeah, I I've wanted to write a, a hiking book uh, for a long time, and so when when the publisher Greystone Books uh, asked me to write. You know, 105 hikes as a follow-up to 103 hikes. Uh, you know, I jumped on it. So this is a book that covers an area, you know, in all directions around Vancouver. Uh, it's all-day hikes. It's uh, there's a lot of new hikes that weren't in the old, the old book, which had the old book had six editions. The last one was 10 years ago, and uh, yeah, so it it's uh, mostly BC, but there's there's a handful in Northern Washington state too.
0: Yeah. So it's almost kind of like a destination book, like people coming in and out of BC can kind of, kind of pick some hikes, right?
1: Yeah. I kind of envision it as a, as a book, both for like long time experienced hikers, as well as, you know, new hikers and, and tourists and locals. So yeah, definitely it's, it's meant to cover a fairly wide area. So if you're traveling through the region, you know you might do hikes in Whistler. You might do hikes near Victoria on Vancouver Island. Uh, might be into going to Mount Baker area or down to Anacortes. So yeah, it's it's also meant to get people in Vancouver, you know, driving not just north and east like they normally do, but also checking out the hikes, you know, to the west and the south.
0: Right on. Um, can you talk a little bit about your choice of hikes? Did you have any, uh, say as to what hikes went into this and, um, how did, uh, if, if you did, how did you decide which hikes to kind of override? Like you said, there was some that you left out and some that you added.
1: Yeah. So, well, basically, yeah, I had pretty much full control over what hikes go into the book. So I, I basically set out to write a guide that I'd be interested in. So that meant having a lot of hikes that weren't. In guidebooks previously, uh, it meant you know going to new going to areas that aren't as familiar to a lot of the people in Vancouver, like you know doing hikes out of Bellingham or the San Juan Islands. So I basically looking for hikes generally between three and twelve hours, so they had to be day hikeable. Some of these are like better overnight, so um, and uh, within long weekend distance of, of Vancouver, so you know something you could day hike during as part of a long weekend trip. So that's why the area is like wide. And yeah, looking for all sorts of hikes, hikes with great views, mountain views, coastal views, um, you know, waterfalls, historical interest, uh, you know, workout hikes for people like that. So it's a really a wide range of hikes and I definitely wanted a, you know, easy to Difficult, you know, kind of, and difficult being like in the the advanced hikes in the book are, you know, involves some easier, moderate scrambling, but uh, you know, no real, no real, uh, you know, class five or class four climbing.
0: Right, and uh, so I take it that before, because you said like you were maybe in like eleventh grade when you got the hundred and three hikes, and um, so I would assume between that time and writing this book, you'd probably already done quite a few of the hikes, and uh, so. So how many how many did you have to get in uh, in order to write the book? Then I mean, did you go through and rehike all 105 of these, or did some of them kind of just come from maybe memory from hiking it before?
1: Yeah, well, basically, I had two years to do the book, so I hiked the overwhelming majority of the hikes during that time because a lot of them were were hikes that were new to me that I wanted to put in, and in fact, there were some old old ones that are classics that I didn't put in, because I didn't really prioritize you know, doing them again, and everyone knows about them. But, so yeah, some of the the hikes that I'd done, I was lucky too, because I'd I'd been hiking up a storm in the few years previous to getting the book deal. So I had done uh, a bunch of hikes during that time that I'd taken notes on, you know, maybe written blog posts about, had lots of photos. So, yeah, I didn't have to hike all 105 during the two years, but most of them got hiked during the two years. And, uh, you know, pretty much all the hikes are within the last uh, four or five years.
0: Oh, that's cool. And uh, so you have a, I believe you have a job outside of this. So how, how does that work, man? I mean, having to get in all these hikes and stuff, was that kind of tough?
1: Yeah, it was tough. Uh, I, I, I do communications at an environmental organization up in Vancouver, so... It's, uh, and I was a a journalist before this, and um, so, yeah, it was tough to do, for me, to do a book. It's my first book, so, you know, writing it on the side was was a major challenge for me. I ended up writing it mostly on, like, vacation, and I took a one-month leave from work at the end to finish it. And uh, so, yeah, weekends, vacation time. I ended up, I also procrastinated half the time away, so I didn't start writing until about, uh, I don't know, basically I kind of wrote it
0: over eight months. Hey, quick little break here. I'm not sure if you're tired of always having to just pick what they have on sale at the big box stores there, but uh, uh, well, let's talk about luxhikinggear.com, luxe-hiking-gear.com. I mean, this is a company. You go to the website. He's planning on doing some uh, some shows and stuff. I believe he said he's going to be at PCT days. Uh, anyway, um, just you know, keep an eye out for Lux hiking gear out there. And but this is something that uh, it's not going to be found in your big box stores. Uh, there, there's one person, uh, one one and two person tents. There's um, you know three and four person tents talked about the stoves before (laughs) you can add a stove if you're doing some uh, major camping not not hiking probably but uh you know go over there to l-u-x-e-hiking-gear.com check out all the options remember this is one of the sponsors of the show so uh just going over there and checking them out is all i'm asking and you're probably going to see that these tp style tents are are pretty cool and they're not going to be found like i say at these uh, big box stores thanks and enjoy the show Oh, okay, nice. Uh, so, can you kind of uh, describe? Because when I look at the book, you've got a really cool, easy uh, way to kind of like separate everything with the color coding on the pages. Can you talk about those different sections? What do, what do they represent?
1: Yeah. So we've got the the color coding is is based on the region. So I've divided the book into hikes north of Vancouver, uh, east of Vancouver, south of Vancouver, and west of Vancouver. And then within those, there's lots of regions as well. So the colors, the colors basically correspond to those cardinal directions, uh, just to make it easier for you to find things. And then um, there's also a handy hikes at a glance chart uh, near the front of the book that has all the hikes listed with, you know, all the ratings and the, the stats, and and whether the hikes are kid friendly or good for backpacking or rainy days, and. Um, There's a
0: checklist on that chart, too, for people who like to, you know, complete every book. Oh, nice. Yeah. There's a lot of people like that out there. Well, I'll tell you, this this came out in perfect timing because I'm going to be heading up to uh, uh, BC myself this summer. And uh, I have never hiked in the area. So, I mean, obviously, I've hiked on the Washington side a lot. um, But, yeah, so I'm really excited. This came out perfect timing for me. That's why I picked it up. So I would kind of recommend anybody that uh, is wanting to get into BC hikes to update their their guidebook because um, you know this is coming out. Uh, I think we're probably going to hit up some of those that you talked about though that are kind of more the more popular ones, you know, because that's kind of what people tend to do. Um, is there any in here that you would that, that are in your book that you kind of recommend maybe a top three or four to start with, or 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 do you like people to just kind of find that on their own?
1: I kind of like people to find that on their own based on what they're they're looking for, but yeah, there's I could always recommend a few. It depends if you're heading up toward the Whistler area. There's a set of trails uh, called the Skywalk trails that are, you know, they're fairly new. They're they're only in the last several years um, been built, and they're uh, they're built by the Alpine Club of Canada's Whistler section, and they're just fantastic loops. That you know travel through meadows and, and subalpine terrain, and and in the middle is this lake called uh, Iceberg Lake. So it's got ice flows on it. You know it's there's glacier above it. Wow! It's just incredible. So those those are the Skywalk South and North are in the book, and they're they're uh, newer trails that are really they really add something to the Whistler area. And then uh, definitely out in the in the Fraser Valley, there's a a ton of hikes too i mean my my favorite area is probably to to go into the um golden years provincial park and uh do a hike like evans peak now that's a super steep hike with um, some scrambling again but you get on top it's a, it's a relatively short hike compared to the other hikes in golden years which can be you know super long days or overnights and that this is more of a five hour hike uh that uh Lands you on this rocky ridge with just stunning views, or if you're lucky. Otherwise, you're in fog, right? But you know, uh, still cool. And then, um, yeah, Manning Park is kind of the Manning Park. So that's uh, East of Hope, and uh, you know, that's the northern part of the Cascades. So that little bit of the Cascades that goes over the border into Canada, and and uh, yeah, there's tons of Great hikes in there that are, you know, wildflower meadows. Um, one of the best ones is Frosty Mountain, and that's, uh, that's pretty close to the border. So, yeah, you're looking south into the Cascades in Washington, and it's uh, pretty pretty wonderful. Butterflies, all that.
0: i kind of like to, uh, you know, obviously recommend the book to folks, but I, I want to dive in a little bit and talk about you. Um, how did you get involved with in hiking to begin with, and all of a sudden, you know, you're a guidebook author?
1: Yeah, so it's definitely been a journey, and so basically, my introduction to the outdoors was was Scouts. So when I was a kid, parents put me in Cubs and and, and Scouts up here, and you know that really introduced me to camping. You know, tying knots, making fires. Uh, you know, not that much hiking though. It depended what Scout group you were in. Some of them did a lot of hiking and backpacking. Ours was more camping. But that, you know, got me into the parks, uh, got me on, on little walks. And then uh, when I was in high school, uh, I was fortunate to be in a school that had some, you know, outdoor education components. So in, in grade, I think it was for, in social studies, grade 10, they took us on a week-long hike on the Harrison-Lilouette Rush Trail, which is uh, north of Harrison Lake up here, up north of the Fraser Valley. And it's a it's a gold rush trail, and so they were you know kind of bringing us the history along the way, but it was also just a a great backpacking trip, and so that really that's where I found my love of hiking for sure. And then there were also we had an outdoor club in high school, and, and then there were a couple of dedicated teachers who took us on backpacking trips, you know, in, in grades eleven and twelve. So you know. It, it's people, teachers like that who are willing to, to lead trips and, and take that risk and and uh, you know, take that time away from the classroom and, and the families to do that.
0: Yeah, that, that's huge, man. That's awesome. How, how cool that and yeah. and the scouts too. Uh, so many people uh, have that answer that that that's what helped them get kind of into the outdoors. And man, what a great program. I personally wasn't involved with it, but man, I sure support it. Hey, let's talk colors. And I'm talking Waymark Gear Company. That's waymarkgearco.com. You know, I'm just kind of going through a little bit. Like, if you wanted to pick something off the website, go over there and check this out while we're talking or or a little bit later. You know, check these uh, backpacks out and see all the different options that you can do. Um, Like, here I clicked in on the website. I've got the Thru uh, large XL uh, 42 liter no hip belt starting from 195 bucks. And here's all the colors you can choose for the actual pack itself. You got teal, purple, blue, yellow, white, navy blue, orange, slate gray. (laughs) That sounds cool. Red. Anyway, those are just the pack. And then you're going to go through once you're done. And you can pick all kinds of other colors for the different pockets and little areas um, throughout the pack. You can also pick the um, strap sizes. And, I mean, you know, there's just so many things you can pick from on this pack that it's going to be your pack and there's no question that my daughter's is her pack. I mean, she picked every uh, every go to go to my. Uh, in fact, I'll put it on on some of these show notes so you guys can see it right away and see how many pick, uh, different colors she picked. Go over to waymarkgearco.com.
1: Yeah, and then and then also like you know when I went to university up here, uh, you know there was a, I was at Santa Fraser University and there's a there was a long established Santa Fraser University Outdoor Club. Uh, there was also a hiking club, so. You know, I got got involved with those and went on trips with those clubs too. So that really, you know, and and then with continuing on, just kept on hiking. And then when I became a journalist, um, I like I, I started the student newspaper at university, and basically, everywhere I went, I was I would still write the odd thing about hiking, uh, even though I was writing about news or whatnot. So, or sneaking hiking photos in the paper to go with environmental crazer. <laughs> so I was able to, you know, write about hiking. So that's, that's what led to me, uh, being of interest to the publisher to write this book. Well.
0: Oh, that's great, man. Well, uh, can you, uh, talk a little bit about how people can find the book and is there a website and, and where, where should we send people to, to find the, find the book?
1: Sure. Yeah. The, the, so the website is just fivehikes.com, uh, and uh, yeah, there are links on there. You can you can you can buy it through there. But it's it's basically it's it's kind of in all the bookstores in the Vancouver area, but it's also you know in, in other places as well. It's uh so it's on Amazon. You know, it's on Indigo, which is a Canadian bookstore site. Uh, you know, it's in the states it's on Barnes and Noble and and that too. I don't know if it's at REI. Because I haven't seen it on their website, but I know that you can you can get it from independent bookstores like Elliott Bay Book Company in, in Seattle and uh, what's that one in uh, Bellingham Village Books in Bellingham. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's in it's in it's in bookstores uh, all over the place. Um, so yeah, if you, you should be able to find it in the in the hiking section, I think in a lot of stores, even in, in Washington.
0: Okay, and then one thing I forgot to ask you too about the book. um, Did you do all the photography?
1: Yeah, I did. I did all the photography except for uh, there's three photos that are mine the cover photo, the author photo, and then one of my Bump Baker hikes was so rained out I got a friend to take a photo on another (laughs) hike of
0: it. You wanted to get a good shot, huh? That's funny. And I understand that for sure. Okay. Well then, uh, and I've been following you on Instagram and uh, man, you put up some great photos and stuff. Um, where, what, what is your, uh, kind of go to social media? You want to send people to go to follow you?
1: Yeah, uh, it's probably, it's probably Facebook. I mean, facebook.com slash 105 hikes, but, but also Instagram. Um, and it, and it's just my name on Instagram. Uh, so that's uh, yeah. Instagram is where I post a lot of photos, and and then on Facebook is where I put a lot of updates about the hiking going on in this area, and and information about hikes and photos of, of hikes as
0: well. Oh, perfect. And then uh, yeah, gosh, I keep coming up with one last little question. But um, I was uh, intrigued by the uh, the the name of the person that wrote your foreword. Man, I'm not going to try to say it. Uh, but uh who was that so we can kind of give them a little credit here too
1: yeah twice to Seats she is a a local uh, swamish fellow uh, ethnobotanist uh, textile artist and, and writer and she, she's just a fantastic uh, person she's she um you know she educates people on on the uh, indigenous plants and, and she shares her, her culture so she's yeah she's um kind of the perfect person to write this forward. and she really writes a beautiful introduction and a beautiful forward to to the book it's partially in the squamish language so that's a, a coast salish uh language and and uh, the territory of the squamish nation is is kind of the book covers uh, the book goes into a lot of indigenous territories but the the squamish nation's territory is really at the heart of of the area covered by the book. So it was, uh, i I've been aware of her work for quite a while, um, as, as, especially through journalism and, uh, following what she did in terms of art and, uh, being an Indigenous plant diva, she calls herself. And, uh, so it was wonderful to be able to ask her and, and, uh, have her, you know, really be into writing this for it. So, yeah, really happy to have her, uh, contribute to this book.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah. And I, I noticed there too, it says, uh, uh, her traditional name is woman who travels by canoe. So, um, I imagine there's some good stories there too. Maybe I'll talk to her one day. Um, well, cool. Was there anything I forgot to ask about the book?
1: Um, no, well, I think you pretty much covered. Uh, I mean, one, one thing I like to mention is a, a small portion of, of the revenue from sales of the book is, uh, going to the British Columbia mountaineering club. It's one of the oldest, Outdoor rec clubs in the province, and and they were uh, long associated with the previous book, 100 meter hikes, So it's been great to have you know their part, their um, you know that link, formal link to this book. And uh, I did a I did a presentation at the last BCMC social, and uh, it was neat to great to meet neat to meet so many experienced uh, mountaineers and hikers from this area. You know some of the who that I only read about or
0: or read their guidebook. So, yeah. Right on. Well, hey, uh, definitely recommend 105 hikes to anybody going to the B.C. area. Stephen, thanks a lot for coming on the Cascade Hiker Podcast. Thanks, Rudy. Great, Thanks for having me. All right, that's the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to join the Patreon page. Find me at patreon.com slash cascadehikerpodcast. Also, hit me up uh, with an email, rudy at cascadehikerpodcast.com. Find me on Facebook. My Facebook page is Cascade Hiker Podcast. Twitter, find me at n underscore Cascade Hiking. And I'm Cascade Hiker Podcast on Instagram. Thanks, Whiskey Fever, for letting me use this track here, Tall Grass, off their album, Gonna Wake Up This Whole Town. Go find them at ReverbNation.com slash Whiskey Fever. Hey, see you next week. You were sweet like honey on a heartbeat. You were fine like wine in sunshine. I could feel
1: you coming on strong, could never be wrong, could never be wrong. see you laying down in the tall grass, playing mandolin in a white dress. So come running when I hear that song, it could never be wrong, it could never be wrong. Where you want to run, maybe I'll run too. I would leave this world for a beautiful girl if I could just find you.